sometimes a film comes along that just sidelines its audience. Movies with great power and delivery and told with such vigor that they cannot be ignored. Our subject today is one of those such films. Co-written and directed by a man making his directorial debut into cinema and starring a five-year-old and a cast of amateur actors. A movie told with such vibrancy and passion that it has captivated audiences ever since its release in 2012. So if you're like me and you enjoy film and the impact and emotions they convey, then grab a glass of your preferred liquid and join me for the next little while. For me, that's a glass of almond milk from our friends at Almond Breeze. So sit back, relax, and let's talk about the love of film. Welcome to Glazed Cinema. her dad, Wink. They live in an area called the Bathtub, an island cut off from civilization of New Orleans by levees. Born into poverty, they live in a small, tight-knit community with other families. Prepped to survive in the wilderness by the adults around her, Hush Puppy is armed with many things, including courage, strength, and fortitude. With a vivid imagination, she maintains her childhood, coupled with an outlook that is beyond her years. As Wink falls ill, however, so does the world around them. A storm arrives at their shores, raising water levels that challenge their way of life and sending them on an odyssey. An odyssey in which for Hush Puppy, Individual and communal goals intertwine with finding her mother. The bathtub is described by the young girl as the most beautiful place on earth. We see her listen and talk to animals, play in her trailer, and run around outside. From the adults, however, we see a different side of things. A hard way of life filled with hard work and long hours to ensure survival, and alcohol-fueled get-togethers to unwind at the end of each night. The children are taught to survive in the world and are told of the lore of their time. Melting ice caps and rising waters, a danger to their very way of life, and the creatures that live within the ice caps themselves. 
creatures of the ancient world that once devoured their ancestors long ago, the Arauks. This lore scares the children and brings a sense of duty to look after their environment. Directed by Ben Zeitlin and released in 2012, Beasts of the Southern Wild is a gem within the unfiltered waters of recent cinema. The film harkens to the ghosts of Louisiana's natural past from the turn of the millennium. For me, the storm made me think of Katrina, while the death of fish and thick mud of the aftermath harkened images of the oil spill off the coast in 2010. I'm sure for Louisiana natives, more will be conjured up within its 93-minute duration, but nonetheless, this is a love letter to the state and culture of southern Louisiana. After all, scars mold who we become, but they do not define us. The movie was filmed on location on Isle de Jean Charles, which is among the land masses of the wetlands along the bottom of the state of Louisiana. There are some great stories around the pre-production efforts and how this movie came to be. Among these tales are how the cast was determined. The casting search that the team undertook valued life experience and natural talent over professional training. They auditioned over 400 people for the various roles, but it was with this approach that the team discovered the star of their film. Hush Puppy is played by a tremendous Quivangene Wallace who was only five years old at the time of filming. She's a character with a lot of courage, heart, and determination, and it all comes out wonderfully through Quivangene's performance. Once the lead was found, they needed to find Wink, Puppy's dad, and the two had to have the chemistry as well. Interestingly enough, despite conducting interviews, they found the man who would play Wink right under their noses, so to speak. Dwight Henry ran a bakery across the street from the film crew's headquarters, and collectively, they thought he'd be a perfect fit as Wink. As a business owner, however, he was worried about shutting down in the middle of the day because of the bakery's business hours. So they auditioned in the middle of the night so that the bakery could remain open. Along with the lead family unit, the two were joined by other local Southern Louisiana folks to make up the remaining cast members. Together, as a collaborative unit, the director, screenwriter, and actors rewrote the script to make it feel more natural. Another great tidbit is how the screenplay itself was written. Beasts is based on a screenplay written by Lucy Alabar, named Juicy and Delicious. Alabar and Zeitlin met at the age of 13 at a screenwriting camp and remained friends ever since. 
When they had the idea of bringing one of her plays to life on the screen, the two decided to write the script together. Inspired by the culture and daily living of southern Louisiana, the two lived in the area to understand the culture more. Residing there for nine months, the two jotted down an initial script that kick-started the process. Once funding was found, the crew worked for months to bring the bathtub to life. A group of skilled artisans worked to scavenge materials and construct buildings and props to craft the scenery, housing, and decor. Their hard work certainly paid off, as the final product feels like a lived-in island habitat. There are a lot of great moments in this film, but among my favorites are those in which we get a glimpse of Hush Puppy's imagination. I love the moments in the film where we see things through her mind's eye. For instance, there's a great sequence in the movie when Puppy's narration is talking about when her dad and mom lived together and how enamored Wink was with her mother. She begins saying that her daddy thought that her mama was so pretty that she never even had to turn on the stove. She would just walk in the room and all the water would boil. Coupled with the imagery, it's a great moment, and there are more of these as well. Hush Puppy is such a great character. A young girl who has tremendous intuition heart, and drive within her. She has a kind, empathetic heart, great strength, and a focus to carry her forward through desperate times. I find her character inspiring, growing and evolving amidst an environment of degradation and decay. Kuvanjane is so great in her role, guided by her own mother, Quilandria behind the scenes. Ben would try and convey what he wanted Hush Puppy to do in the scenes of the day, and Quilandria would translate to her daughter Quivengene so that it would make more sense to the five-year-old. Whenever Ben talks about how great Quivengene was in her role, he never forgets to give credit to her mother Quilandria, which I think is very sweet. Upon its release, Beasts of the Southern Wild was an enormous success. Financially, it did very well, grossing $23 million off of its $1.8 million budget. It also did very well on the award circuit, getting the camera door at the Cannes Film Festival and a grand jury prize at the Sundance Film Festival. It was also nominated for several Academy Awards, including that for Best Actress and Best Picture. The success of the film also helped spring a career for its leading actress. Since her debut on film, Kovanjane Wallace has gone on to act in other movies like Fathers and Daughters, Twelve Years a Slave, and even starring as the titular character of Annie in a 2014 retelling of the classic tale. I 
first heard about this film from a friend of mine named Andy. It had just been released to DVD, and he recommended that I watch it, and had nothing but great things to say. After buying the movie, I brought it home and watched it the next day. I went in without expectations, as I knew very little about what the film was about, and was pleasantly surprised by what blossomed out of the darkness. What I got was a fantastic experience. I love this movie and what it is. It boasts substantive ups and diminutive downs, all connecting and leading us through a moment in time of a young girl's life. I find a lot of inspiration in this movie, and for me, it's infectious. There is a lot of positivity to draw from here, despite some of the themes and moments within its half-hour time span. The film has a lot of power and is a great story that is so unique that it absolutely deserved to be among the best films of 2012. Since its release, I haven't seen too many other films that are so specific and told so well. It cannot be pigeonholed or held to any generic terms within genre classification or description. It is unique which is quite refreshing in today's cinematic world. If you'd like to watch Beasts of the Southern Wild for yourself, you can find it on a variety of streaming services. At the time of this recording, you can find it on Prime Video. If you are a Prime member, you can watch Beasts of the Southern Wild for free with your subscription. You can also find it on streaming services including YouTube, Google Play, Apple TV, and Vudu for $3.99 to rent. This episode was written and recorded by me, Brian Kinney, with music by Kevin McLeod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Each week, there will be new content, including hints about episodes before they air. If you'd like to learn more about the podcast, visit our website at glazedcinema.com. There you'll find more info about the show and a place to submit ideas for future episodes. For film fans who are hearing impaired, our blog page features each episode in written form as well. As always, thanks for listening, and I hope to see you next time with another beverage and another fine film on Glazed Cinema.